Welcome, everyone, to Ian Hates Conversations. My name is Ian, and you're in for another good one tonight because I have returning friend of the show, Steve Goldberg of Desires. Their new album, A Collection of Thoughts, recently came out through We Are Triumphant. I love it. I'm sure you will, too. So make sure you pick it up. This is a quick intro, though, because we cover a lot in this episode, including a debate on modern scene music. So let's begin with the track Crux off a collection of thoughts. Enjoy. I still see your silhouette, still feel your breath on my neck. Can't be undone Cause these 
Welcome back. I am very excited because I have returning friend of the show, the emotional mess from the Midwest himself. It is <laughs> Steve from Desires. Steve, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Very good. I mean, we just spoke, you know, off air a little bit. We are both yeah. pretty damn tired. So yes. totally get it. Tell me, what has your day been like today? Uh, today has been a lot of work and, and Fortnite. Um <laughs> That's that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, just, you know, living the dream exactly. <laughs> as in as in working every day, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Trying to pay the bills and eat and play Fortnite. Exactly. I totally get it. So what do you do besides music then? What's your everyday job? Uh, my everyday job, I manage a business. Um, so Very that's cool. what I do day to day. Um, super glamorous, I know. But um <laughs> So it pays the bills, so that's kind of kind of it for now. Oh, no, I totally get it. And now, I mean, we'll talk about a whole string of things tonight. Right. But what I definitely wanted to mention right off the bat, something we're going to get into right now, you have your brand new album coming out, A Collection of Thoughts, comes out this Friday. So I'm not sure mm -hmm. this will come out. It probably won't come out by Friday because, you know, i got to put everything together. But it comes out this Friday on Third String Records. Can you tell me a little bit, about the entire album and how you piece together, you know, the previous EPs, the new single, how you decide on doing that? So actually, this record's coming out on We Are Triumphant. Oh, um, okay. And the so the reason um, the reason that it's a, a re-release, basically, so as you kind of just said, you know, we put out two EPs. We had The One You Feed, mm -hmm. um, which was a five-song EP, and then we had uh, Beazle, which was a six-song EP, right. um, both out with Third String. Um, and, and we were with third string for a while. Actually, we kind of put out Beazle by ourselves, but regardless, um, we are triumphant put out a cover that we did, um, a G easy cover about a, over a year ago now. Um, and you know, uh, after chatting with Greg for a while, he wanted to pick us up and wanted to put out our music, um, you know, re-release it with, we are triumphant. So ah, okay. basically what we did was took our music and, and looked at it, kind of trimmed the fat, um, you know, took two of the songs that weren't really cohesive um like if we basically had you know 11 songs total once we put the two records together or right. the two eps um and so we took two songs that weren't really cohesive off um and then we you know made it into one one record um that we're that we're putting out it's a nine song lp so it's kind of kind of short but still like 30 something minutes long no it's still good 
And I mean, those are a collection of favorites as well as the new single that you just recently put out as well, Learn to Cope. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. How did you decide or I mean, I guess I like going into the background of everything. So when you're mm-hmm. going through, you know, you said you took out a couple of the tracks that you didn't think were as cohesive, but then you also put out the new single. Was the new single something that you had wanted to write, you know, to kind of introduce yourself to a lot of new people? Or was it something you'd already done before that you'd just been kind of waiting to get out? Um, Learn to Cope was something that we were doing before we had talked to We Are Triumphant. Um, it's something that for the people that follow us, like, super closely um like we we released it ourselves as a single for a week basically right right. um and at the end of that week we had finally finished you know kind of negotiating or just chatting with greg and um we we figured out we were going to release everything all together so we took it down and went from there um I, i mean so the reason that we took two songs off uh to make the collection was because with Beazle, we went with a more electronic feel, um, sure. you know, more of a 21 pilot sort of vibe, like really took away some of the, most of the screen vocals, um, which were super, you know, relevant and super out there um, on our first EP. Right. Um, and, and learn to cope kind of touches back on that. It's, it's very similar to what was on the one you feed as opposed to what was on Beazle. Right. Um, we're always trying to kind of find a heavy medium because, I'm super inspired. I mean, all I listen to is hip hop and, and pop music and, right, and right. some metal and stuff, but um, that informs like a ton of what uh, I want to create because it's what I listen to and the band members too. Yeah. And I guess that's a good point to bring up because, you know, it's been a little over two years since you were on the show before. That was when mm-hmm. the ones you feed came out. You know, I, actually, I think it was like that week, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. when we talked. So a lot of changes have happened with desires can you go into that a little bit i mean you're a three-piece now yeah um we're always kind of kind of you know switching up um myself and the and the bassist aaron are, are the two uh members that have been in it since the beginning mm-hmm. um our guitarist uh that we started the band with alex um who is in a war within uh created a war within right um he he's in school and and working super hard with what he's doing so he didn't really have the time to invest in um, our drummer uh, that we started the band with moved to Arizona. So um, uh-huh. right now it's it's uh, myself, a a bassist and a drummer, um, Aaron and Zach. And then we have someone that tours, not tours, but plays shows with us um, playing guitar. So oh, yeah, okay. kind of right now we're a three piece. We're not like super, you know, struggling to find another member or anything like that. But um, we're just kind of focused on writing and stuff and, and playing shows when we can. Yeah. You just actually had a show with land and tours and you had uh, hotel yeah. books on that as well so i did want to ask about mm-hmm. that if you have your you know quote unquote touring guitarist that you know is there for shows and whatnot how mm-hmm. did that show go because you had to have been the heaviest band on that bill right yeah um yeah i mean landon's the only one that was even kind of close like you know some of his solo stuff gets dark and like yes. a little chuggy or something but sure. um yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it was our first time playing the specific venue that we played. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Hotel Books being on the tour, you know, he's Cam's uh, a friend of ours now. I mean, we nice. played with him three times, um, which is it's fantastic to be able to, you know, be friends with someone like him. Um, but his his music obviously is a huge uh, has a huge impact on ours. Um, and then Landon, I mean, Landon recorded um, the one you feed. Right. Uh, you know, we've known him for four plus years now. So 
Um, it was cool to be able to play a show with him finally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it went well. Um, you know, people, people don't mind that we're a little bit heavier and that's, that's our thing is, you know, we try to find the niche because we just announced at a show that we're opening up for with war of ages and, and capsize. Yeah. Um, and like, that's, that seems almost too heavy. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> how do you find the happy medium? Cause we're not pop punk, but we're not, you know, not pop punk. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it's always, and I think this is something, ah, wow. If I could speak here, I think that's <laughs> something that we spoke about the last time you were on the show was how you actually talk to people about desires, because it's, a huge mix besides you had mentioned the electronics that were, you know, very present in Bezel, but also mm -hmm. it's melodic hardcore. It's, you know, harsh spoken word, you know, that you have a lot of genres that you put in this. I mean, there's R and B in, in your yeah. band as well. <laughs> so it's very impressive to be able to mold all those genres together. It's not actually something that I normally gravitate towards, but anytime mm -hmm. you guys put a track out, I always love it. And it's, Thank you, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's kind of incredible to me to be able to put all that together. So when you go out and you want to do shows, I'm assuming because of the genres that you listen to, that you actually probably want to play with a lot of different bands with different genres. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing, you know, as as a local act right now, you know, we it's not like we have a ton of stuff to pick from or anything like that. You know, we get offered whatever we get offered. Sure. Um, but we've played... I mean, we've played with anyone from like Daisy Head, which is like Rocky Pop Punk. And then we played with Landon, who's, you know, like Dark Pop. And mm -hmm. then Hotel Books is Spoken Word and Capsize and War of Ages are kind of like post hardcore, pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Metalcore, post hardcore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, you know, and, and it's, you want to appeal to different people um, because, you know, a lot of people say that, or, or with some of our stuff, they, um compares to like movements which sure. is dope because they're i mean they're fantastic but they're also on the softer side of things right um you know what i mean so they compare us to movements and then in that sense we could open for pop punk bands and do that sort of thing um it'd be really cool to be able to have like music to where we could play a set that's straight um you know softer music mm -hmm. and then a set that's like heavier music that's what we were saying for this capsize show we're like shit let's take <laughs> out all of our soft music and try to only play heavy tracks and then do the you know the opposite for other shows it's not a bad idea not a bad yeah, idea exactly. so when you let's say it's you and aaron then are mm -hmm. you guys the one that are doing the entire songwriting process then um it's all of us i okay. mean so uh, all all of our music is kind of contributed from different people the one you feed for sure was a lot of um obviously alex was still in the band so it was me alex aaron and, and brendan writing that and then um for bezel uh me and aaron wrote some of that with um our producer blake blake um who who mixed and mastered and produced that okay. record or that ep um he helped a lot um he actually he's a he's a uh, touring guitarist for like slaves and oh. he's been in some other bands um but yeah so blake's helped us out you know with writing bezel or the record the um, songs that were on bezel and then um blake and alex and myself kind of wrote learn to cope so it, it's always just kind of you know mixing and matching and sending people different demos that you've tracked yourself or i mean i don't write any of the instruments personally so sure. you know it's just hearing what everyone's written and i can be like hey guys do something that's like do 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 and then they do it but <laughs> oh, okay. that's the most i can do you know right but 
that's done while Alex is in school. Like that's not done altogether. Are you guys kind of like shipping things around email wise and then getting together and doing it that way? Yeah. I mean, we always, uh, you know, we just have our Dropbox and then just a big chat that we send people or okay. send each other, you know, different things that we've written. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't have a lot of times where we get together and write. Usually if we do, it's at the end of a practice, that sort of thing. Um, okay. but you know, with, with us not being a, a full-time touring band, um, you know, we're sitting here working our day jobs and on our off time where we're doing what we can with desires. So, and I know in the past, we've talked about how you write, has anything changed from then to now with how you write lyrics, with how you put things together? Um, so, I mean, I, I had a, a lot written before we even started making music. Like I had so much stuff that was written. Um, lucky for me, I was going through a breakup when the one you feed happened. So right, I had right. just, you know, a surplus of stuff, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at this time now I'm, I'm, you know, two years past that. So um, learn to cope is a good example of like the direction. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's a, a lot less, you know, specifically being heartbroken about a certain thing and, and more introspective. Um, and I think that's what, a lot of our new material will be is just kind of introspection and and you know talking about myself as opposed to talking about some someone that wronged me right, <laughs> that, right. that sort of stuff <laughs> no and that makes sense and we'll talk about that a little bit later as well mm -hmm. so i totally get it and i remember the story of why i know that you released you know learn to cope for that one week and then it was gone was because mm -hmm. i had totally misunderstood the lyrics and i had thought that you had said I never learned to live with my drama and yeah. not trauma. And either way, it works for me because I don't think I've learned to cope says. with either. Yeah. Or people say problems too. I'm like, yo, it doesn't even sound like problems. <laughs> but yeah, trauma and drama are literally, they sound identical. So that's why I was like, I told I told the guys at, at We Are Triumphant, I was like, make sure that the lyrics are on this YouTube video. Yeah. Not that it's a big deal either way, but. No, it works. I mean, you want to have people singing the correct word back to you <laughs> yeah. in your life. So that makes total exactly. sense. So there was something that I had, I kind of skipped over because we were going off on a little tangent there. I wanted yeah. to ask too. So I made the mistake, which is actually kind of rare. I made the mistake <laughs> of third string records being the one you're putting this album out. You're now with, we are triumphant. What was the reason for the move from one to the other? Um, I mean, we, it's not like we were, we didn't have anything left to do with third string, I guess. Okay. Um, and it's, it's more so, you know, we, right now we aren't like we're writing, but it's not like, Hey, we're going to put out a record right now. Um, you know what I mean? If the two EPs were still out, um, individually, like maybe we would still like, we're probably still writing either way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's nothing where we're, you know, in the immediate future is a new record. Um, okay. so it was kind of just like we're playing shows we're, we're we're trying to get our music out there and so we had the two eps sitting there and we had this opportunity it's not that we we left third string it's kind of we we were with third string we put out the one you feed mm -hmm. we kind of became independent and put out Beazel, right and then we went to we are triumphant um and it's not i mean there's no like bad blood like, or anything yeah exactly like mike mike zemer who runs third strings third string is the man he does literally like if anyone sat down and looked at the amount of work that he does like with, oh yeah literally running this this um you know booking promoting business um which is third string productions mm -hmm. um and then he 
he has third string records and he has all this different stuff in South by so uh, South by so what they're bringing back. Yep. Um, I've seen. So yeah, Mike's Mike's nuts, man. He does so much stuff and, and he's, he's great. And he was super gracious in helping us, you know, okay. get the music re-released and stuff. So then why we are triumphant. Um, so, well, we put out, we put out our cover of G easy with Greg, yep. um, through we are triumphant. Uh, and it, it killed it on Spotify. I mean, it has more plays than anything else that we have. Oh, wow. Um, which, yeah, exactly. It has <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to look at it right now, 48,000 streams, which Damn. is dope. I mean, yeah, people like it. So that's cool. And that's, that's been, we've put out four covers so far and that's for sure our biggest one. But, um, he, he was basically just like, yo, I like your music. Let's put this out. Let's, let's get it big. Let's get people to know you. Um, you know, within, within the past like month and a half that we've put out our two, quote-unquote singles before the record release mm-hmm. so we've had a spike of like 400 500 people liking us on facebook um okay. and, and talking about us and people that you know didn't know us before so right it, it, it was just another opportunity to expand our reach because you know in the digital age it, you can do a ton on facebook and we're not touring right now so we're trying to do what we can you know online right yeah no that totally makes sense and by the way my favorite cover that you guys did was tearing my heart <laughs> the OG cover. <laughs> I that is so old school and I listened to it like 10 times in a row today. I don't oh. know, it's just for some reason that hit me and I know you're probably that's probably like ah that's so old and I don't even care about that one anymore, <laughs> but I definitely like that one a lot. Well, it was the first thing we ever released. So yeah. before we had an actual song, we put out that cover first. Um, you know, like uh what was that one band that did it? It's really big. I can't remember. Oh, 21 um, Pilots, right? Well, it was a cover of Twenty One Pilots, but I'm trying to think oh. of the band that got really big off the Taylor Swift cover. Oh, um, um, oh, like I Prevail. I Prevail, yeah. So we, I prevailed it. We, we went to just, we were just like, <laughs> we're just gonna put out this one, uh, this one cover and see what happens. Right. And um, people dug it, and then we put out a single, and it was way bigger than the cover. But yeah, yeah, the the G Easy one was the best for us because it was hip-hop and it's so close to spoken word, and it, it fit our vibe super well. True. And we just did the 1975 track. Um, which we, we kind of just did it because um, we love the 1975. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, we should have done one of the new 21 Pilots songs because they slap too. But either way, I mean, covers are just fun. Like People always talk crap and they're like, why don't you just make your own music? But <laughs> covers are super fun. Well, not only are they super fun, but then also, like you mentioned, they really do get people's attention. Like yeah. that's always the oh, thing. Yeah. Dude, 110%. I mean, you look at, like the views that we have on, um, we, we have our covers on Ghost Killer Entertainment, which yeah. is like a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the views that those videos have as opposed to our actual videos are crazy. Like, I'm, I think that the closer and the GEZ covers have like almost 80,000 a piece. Wow. Um, just because people like know those songs. Right. Um, but that's, yeah, I mean, that's that's the best way to get your name out there. You know what I mean? It's with those those big YouTube channels or one, one of the better ways, I should say. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I guess the question would be, I know you're a fan of the 1975. Why do you yeah. choose that particular song? Like as a band, how do you guys decide on that? Um, It was the single that they had just put out. <laughs> oh, OK. See, um, I know nothing about l- pop literally, music. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know it would have been cool to cover one of their like older songs or one mm-hmm. of the ones that we love the most. Um, give yourself a try is really cool. Yeah. It's a bummer though, because like a week or not even a week, a couple of days before we put that song out, the cover out, mm-hmm. um, they released another single 
Oh, which is and and it's a song that I like even more than Give Yourself a Try. So we're like, shit, gotcha. we should have you know waited or whatever. <laughs> but either way, I mean, you know, you just if you want to cover a song, you just go and cover it. And we did it. We did it pretty quickly. We just kind of sat down and and did some basic stuff. And we it's honestly like a super pop punk cover. Like it's yeah. the the first time I've legitimately sang on a track. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was one of the things I was going to ask about is you're doing a lot of different vocal styles for sure out of your you know entire career so far. So mm-hmm. is that a direction that you think you'll be going in a little bit more in the next release whenever that happens to be? Um, I would like to sing more on our songs. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Like, I don't know. Um, I think that it's easier to sing or speak on a song than it is to scream because screaming only conveys like one sort of emotion. Sure. Um, you know, you can you can't scream happily <laughs> is the best way to kind of put that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, singing, singing something that I'm definitely working on. Um, and I, I think that cover gave me more confidence to do it like in our actual music. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is it's like takes, you know, a ton of training to, or not training, but just being able to train yourself to be able to scream and then sing and then scream and then sing. Right. It's all, it's all kind of not one and the same at all. Um, especially live. Like I don't, I can't imagine trying to do that stuff live. I already get so tired just screaming. So, right. So, what type of training are you doing right now? Are you having lessons? Um, not not for singing necessarily. Um, I mean, realistically, like, you know, in in terms of training, it's more so just training yourself. Um, because you know, when it comes to learning or or quote unquote teaching yourself how to like scream, it, it's really about breath control, just right. like singing is too. Um, I. I've learned over time that, you know, if you're not controlling your breathing, then you're just going to die on stage, which is, you know, something that, you know, the people that have been doing this for years know, or take Landon, for example, like I've, I've watched Landon play live so many times with plot and Mm -hmm. like the dude knows how to control his voice. He can scream, he can sing on pitch, like on a key. It's, it's nuts. So just a lot of doing it over and over again and, and being, being comfortable doing it too is, is a whole nother thing. Yeah, I would imagine so. And, yeah, you're putting yourself out there every time you do a show. So obviously you want things to go well. So it's got to be a little nerve wracking to think, oh, no, I have to now add in this this other aspect of what I wasn't doing before. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then the thing that's always super funny is that so with us, when we play when we play live, um, you know, the whoever's doing sound has us mixed either super low because they hear me scream and they're like all right this dude's gonna blow our speakers <laughs> or he has me mixed super high because he hears me just talking right and he's like i can't hear a thing he's saying so you know with <laughs> with uh screen or with singing that adds a whole nother element to it where you know i'm i'm kind of in the middle but either way i mean it's not it's not like it's a big deal right 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 well now coming up in the future you have the new release coming out on friday you know you're with we are triumphant you're going mm-hmm. to I'm guessing, are you hoping to become a touring band? Like, what are the next steps that you're looking to do for the band? Yeah, um, we're lurking. So we're we're building slowly. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the thing, you know, we, we've been looking on doing, looking at doing um, Midwest runs, like that sort of thing, playing Chicago, playing Ohio, Indiana, that sort of thing. Right. Um, it's... It's difficult when you're, you know, working, you, you have a lot of time invested in a job. I mean, like the place I'm, I'm working at right now, I've been at for three and a half years. Yeah. And it's not the type of place where I could just up and leave for a month. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's just, 
it's trying to figure that stuff out. I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, you know, that's always the thing. If, if our band got big enough to where, um, you know, an even bigger record label saw us and was like, Hey, we want you guys to focus on this. We want you to put you on tour, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Then you think about it. Um, but right now it's, it's the stepping stones. It's building up towards that. Right. Okay. That makes total sense. All right. Well, yeah. I have to, I have to ask you because, you know, we were talking on Twitter and mm -hmm. I can't believe this didn't come up in our first conversation, but you mentioned your previous band that you had been in. It's <laughs> Unalaska, right? I could have sworn right? we talked about it. I could have sworn too, but normally I'm really good at going and then listening to what right. the person tells me about. But I did it this time, Unalaska, mm -hmm. and I looked at that EP, and holy shit, man, that stuff is great as well. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... That's the first thing that I was ever a part of music wise. Um, actually, it was me and me and a bunch of friends from like middle school and high school did wow. that. Um, only played one show, uh, <laughs> but we wrote we did that. Holy P was with Landon. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Was that the first time that you met Landon? Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of, <laughs> kind of a weird story. Um, I met Landon because he was talking about this is back when he was putting out his dead kid ep oh yeah um like like four four years ago over mm -hmm. four years ago um and i tweeted to him and i was like yo i thought he lived in ohio and i was like hey you know let me shoot a music video for one of your songs oh. um and i like long story short you know we we talked on twitter and he saw one of my like short films that i made and we ended up it ended up being that he lived a lot closer to me than i thought Right. And we ended up making a music video for Ma and Pa, um, ah. which is, it's still the video that's up on YouTube. It was right. one that I shot for him. Um, and then, yeah, we, we became friends. Um, I actually was on, on tour with Plot for one of the like cross-country runs that they did, just doing merch and, and taking photos of them. And um, yeah, I mean, Landon's a good friend. And then, so we, we recorded the Unalaska EP. And then when Unalaska fizzled, um, we did the Desires EP with him as well. Um, he's gotten super, he's been, he's so busy because of, you know, plots getting bigger and bigger oh, yeah. every year. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've seen a band hit so like, you know, he's been in the scene for a really long time. I mean, mm -hmm. not only solo work, but plot and everything else that he does. But now they have a tour scheduled, I think, every single day that he's alive. I don't think <laughs> they have a break and they're going on major major tours as well that take him to like australia and europe and everything i don't know if i've seen a band that's been so like so established all of a sudden hit like that yeah exactly and that's that's the good thing is that um you know some some of the bands i so i don't like rise bashing like rise records oh, but sure. like you see a lot of those bands that are, kind of feel stuck on their record label or on it on a quote-unquote scene record label right and then they get to another label whether it's still in the same genre or whatever and then they blow up um, right. you know right. like all-time low was obviously always big mm -hmm. but then they signed to a larger label and they got so much bigger like you know i'm pretty sure sleeping with sirens is signed to like signed to a uh, not even one of the like rise or or now um, i'm trying to is it hopeless yeah is it fearless now it might be i don't i don't even think it's fearless I'm, i think it's something even bigger than that oh um, wow. but okay. But either way, I mean, you know, um, they were signed for so long and putting out, you know, whatever material they wanted to put out because Landon does what he wants to do. Yeah. But, yeah, he does. Um, you know, they 
just like anyone else, like their their sound evolved, um, and their latest record is just it's nonsense how good it is. Oh, um, yeah. And Landon, I mean, Landon can scream, you know, phenomenally. Like he's great at making heavy shit, but like his talent is in singing, and like his singing is so good. And so, you know, you listen to those types of songs, and that's why they're touring with Under Oath and, yep. and Dance Gavin and Dance now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's deserved for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he did a track on on Alaska as well so oh yeah he featured on one of those yeah. songs also sleeping with sirens is on warner brothers ah that makes sense all yeah, right it's not right. yeah but yeah he was on crazy. he was on uh there's always money in the banana stand he did that yes, song exactly and then also you had i always mess up her name is it kiarly kiarly uh it's yeah um well i mean we just call her kia oh okay um, that's yeah, just yeah. what she goes by is kia yeah from, uh, uh, Conquer Divide. from from Conquer Divide. yeah she's the greatest she was on that's why she was on our, our cover of closer is because um i were we were actually friends with her like before we even did band stuff but oh very cool. um yeah so she was on that song which is my it's the only song that i wrote like the lyrics for on, on alaska oh okay uh, on that ep um and i'm on it like for two seconds but <laughs> yeah no that's that's a good one well you gotta tell me what's the behind the scenes story of how it fizzled because that ep has become one of my favorites it's a, <laughs> a, like an amazing post-hardcore, you know, EP. So what happened? I hope we can like start to write again. Like me. So it's me. Um, one of my, one of my best friends, Bruce mm -hmm. mainly. And, and then, um, my buddy Brandon, who is the guy that plays guitar for desires. Not like when we oh, play shows. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like we fizzled and like stopped being friends or anything, but yeah, basically, um, we just were all doing our own thing in all honesty like we didn't have a lot of time to make that sort of music and even right now like we don't really want to make that kind of music anymore sure. right um you know like when me and bruce get together and write just messing around like we write like you know knock loose heavy stuff and then when brandon writes it's like doom metal or it's like <laughs> pop and it's it's all over the place um but yeah it's it didn't it didn't fizzle it's just like we, we were never super invested in playing shows or anything like that we just wanted to write a wanted to write music that we could listen to which you know a lot of those songs are like super cool um yeah. how can it be was not originally on the ep it's the last song that's yeah. on spotify that's my um, favorite one yeah yeah and that one that was like the most most recent i guess is still like three years ago but um that was like the newest of all of them um and definitely our favorite for sure i really love that one so yeah i just had to ask because i was just super surprised i mean <laughs> whatever it seems like steve whatever you do i end up liking so thank just, you man well, just hopefully continue can... to make more yeah yeah i'll write a country <laughs> album and see how you feel about that uh it didn't work for danny <laughs> warsnop so <laughs> what we'll yeah <laughs> well right. now we also have to hit something else that we had yes. talked on twitter so i have noticed that you and i agree on a lot of things but we also mm -hmm. disagree on a lot of things and i guess that's you know it's part of being human so, like strangers. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking movie, man. I don't get it. All right. You know what? Let's start with that. Now, on Alaska, the actual title comes from a uh, a line in The Strangers. So yes. for anyone who doesn't know, that's the horror movie where, you know, the three people come in, they kill Liv Tyler. Well, spoiler alert. We can talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. the EP's title is Because You Were Home. Which is, yes. you know, a line in the movie. So my question you, Steve, now I literally, the first time I saw it was last week when I tweeted about it. So tell me 
what you liked about that movie. Um, I think it's very a, a lot of slasher movies and a lot of um like those types of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking of Your Next. That's like the only one oh, I yeah. can think of off the top of my head. Like that sort of stuff. You know, they they always have a reason behind what they're doing, or there was this big plot, or yeah, that was for, for the like, insurance money, money, or something, right? Yeah, you know, right, right. Um, and like just. I, I guess, you know, just the rawness of that movie, like just the fact that like they literally have these people tied up and at the very end they're saying, you know, why are you doing this to us? And she just says, because you were home. Right. And like, I literally just kind of got half goosebumps thinking about <laughs> that. But, um, you know, maybe maybe as a movie, it's not like the best movie ever, but I think it's just something about that, like the rawness yeah. of, of a horror movie kind of resonates with you. Um, and it's not even like, you know, it doesn't resort in like a lot of gore. It's not like super over the top or anything like that. Like, it's just a straightforward, like, like horror movie because it wants to be a horror movie sort of thing. And by no means is it like my favorite movie ever. It's no, just I like, think so. it's something that, you know, all of the band members are, are fans of. And we're like, yeah, that's a, that's a tight title. <laughs> I will. Yeah, no, no, that's a very good title. And I did love that line. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I think the thing that got me about it was everything matched up too easily. So, like, for for instance, they allow the friend to show up, and you know what's going to happen. I mean, you mm-hmm. know that whole time that they're not going to kill him, that they're going to allow you know him to walk in and let the good guys kill him. Like, you know right. that's going to happen. But having, and I'm very nitpicky, but I know you do short films, and we're going to talk about that as well. When you look at things like that, and you look at when they come out, the killers, you know, the strangers, mm-hmm. right on the the one window that for some reason they know they're going to pull the, cor- the curtain back on, it says killer. <laughs> but how did they know that they were going to go to that window? And then how, when they're standing outside, do they know at that instance that that's when they're going to be looking outside so then they can disappear when they look away for the split. You know what I mean? That's right. the kind and of thing. And that's, that's all the cheesy ass horror movie stuff. Right. You know, right. that's always, you know, any, any, fr- well, not any Friday the 13th, but any, you know, sort of slasher type of movie where it's, it's jump scary and it's kind of just like, you know, you're, you're trapped sort of like a bottle episode of a TV show. You know, that's, right. that's kind of what, what that was. Um, you know, they, they take creative liberties to do that sort of For stuff, sure. but For I, sure. I get it. I mean, that's, that's something to where the first time I watched strangers, I, I mm-hmm. wasn't in my like right film mind. You know what I mean? Like now, now that I'm older, I, I watch films with a critical eye, like every time that I watch something. So right. I think the first time I watched it, I didn't have a critical eye and that's why I'm, uh, I'm unfazed by those <laughs> things. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Maybe I shouldn't watch it again. <laughs> no, maybe not. Keep it, you know, keep it locked in there as one of your right. favorites. So my question, though, is then, so if you like the idea of something sticking with you, for me, when I think of something like Scream, I think mm-hmm. about how technically, you know, Billy had a motive. But in the grand scheme of things, it was just two guys that were psychopaths that wanted to kill people and get away with it. So when I see right. that as the motive, that hit me at a very young age because that was like the first horror movie that I saw or something when I was really, really young. That hit me as like, wow, they're just psychopaths. So it didn't have to be. It wasn't for, like you said, it's not for insurance money. It wasn't for anything like that. It's like these people just want to kill people, get away with it, and go to the next place and do it right. again. So yeah, when I see messed up people. Yeah. So when I see the strangers do something 
still not exact, but similar. I'm just like, ah, I've seen this before. You see what I mean? Right. And I, I get that for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, for all its flaws, like I, I totally understand people if they dislike it. The second movie I actually just saw like two days ago, the sequel of, was um, it good? which, which was not great. Oh, but, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it was waited, okay. what, like it, 10 I mean, years? It, it wasn't awful, but yeah, strangers too. Yeah. That's, that was really weird that they waited that long. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> me neither. No, me neither. But before we go on to something we had talked about before, I did want to mention, I saw on your Twitter today that you're looking for people to do a short film. Is this something you do on a regular basis? Um, I haven't done film stuff for a long time. Um, I actually, the, the first time that uh, the first, uh, First college I went to was for film. Um, mm-hmm. I went to school in Columbia or in Chicago at Columbia um, yeah. for film uh, and ended up not, you know, staying there, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm film is film is my thing. Um, it's what I'm super passionate about. I have had this uh, goofy like idea for a short film for a long time. Um, and I'm just surrounded by like the most creative friends ever. So we're going to be shooting it soon. Um, but yeah, it's nothing that is like, takes up a lot of time um because i'm not you know i don't write a lot i like directing i like taking ideas that are already there and and molding them that sort of thing Uh um but yeah i mean that i do photography you know pretty frequently and then music so i like art (laughs) yeah no i can definitely tell now what was the inspiration to just now do it the short film yeah like Um, what made you like just be like hey you know, I've been waiting for a while and I haven't done this for a while, but I want to do this now. Yeah, it's so I mean, the idea is something that I've had for a little bit. And it was just an idea, like just a really goofy idea that I never put, um, you know, down on the paper. Okay. Uh, so I sat down not super long ago, I think just a couple of months ago now and wrote, you know, an actual script for it. Um, I have a friend who uh, I went to high school with that actually um, graduated from nyu's uh tisch school of acting which Mm -hmm. is like you know he's he's phenomenal so um he's gonna be i believe coming out to be in it um and then yeah it's just something that you know i kind of was like all right man i'm either gonna make it now or never make it so i just wanted to hunker down and and actually finish it and i was proud of myself i did the script i just finished the shot list not super long ago and that was a whole nother like thing to get done so wow so now is this something that you know the audience is going to be able to see yeah, I'll definitely put it out. Awesome. Um, it's going to be goofy as hell. Uh, <laughs> That's it's, good. It's called Master Angel, and I'm not even I'm not even going to begin to describe what it's about. Um, <laughs> but right. just take that take that title as it is. I'm guessing. Um, I'm in my but, head. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be something that I put out. Um, and I mean, I hope obviously I hope it's really good and people love it and it yeah. gets huge. But I'm I just want to make it because it's something that's stuck in my head and I just want to create it. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. And now yeah. we're going to we're going to piss each other off, I'm sure. And we are <laughs> going to do something that doesn't often happen on the conversation episodes. You know, sometimes it happens on Ian Hates Music. But mm-hmm. we were, you know, I put something out on Twitter for people that don't know. There's a and I'll give the you know, I'll give the side of the story that I know anyway. Yeah. And then fill in any blanks for me. OK. If, you know, yeah, yeah. comes up. So. There is a pop punk band called Makeout, and they have a huge backlash 
over a track that they put out on their recent album. It's called Secrets, and they use the word whore and they use the word bitch. And the song is about a woman who cheated on, I guess, the lead singer, because I don't know the exact background. I don't know if this actually happened or not. Yeah. They don't use the woman's name, but it's all about, you know, him hating her for cheating on him and basically calling her, you know, like a broke bitch and, you know, a whore and all that kind of stuff. So there's a big backlash in the scene about this is a very polarizing song. And what I was surprised about is that there's so much backlash. But Steve, you had an opinion on it right off the bat, right? Yeah. So, all right. So let me, let me preface this with a couple of things. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't have an issue with the content of the song in terms of what it's about. Right. Um, I, I don't have an issue with the band or, <laughs> or the song itself. Like the song's a bop. Like it's, I, I, I literally, I remember listening to it last year when it first came out and mm-hmm. that's when all the backlash was. Cause yeah. it, it literally, I mean, I think it came out like a year ago now. I mean, right. it's, yeah, we like did an album review now, a while back. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like resurfacing, um, this, this issue or this controversy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I re-listened to the song not too long ago and I was like, shit, this is a catchy ass song. Um so yeah, that's not I mean, like that's not my issue. My my issue with the song is is just just a couple of things, like just, you know, I, I don't I don't know if it's using the word bitch, like, you know, calling calling someone a broke bitch, like that's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um I I think if the song didn't say, you know, like literally the the chorus of the song is your secrets aren't safe with me anymore. Right. right. Which is saying, you know, because you cheated on me, it, it just has like malicious intent. Sure. I feel like behind it. And and it, it might not, you know what I mean? Like I have nothing to say about the dudes in the band. Like they're probably great guys, but you know, that sort of stuff or like um, something about, I'm going to ruin your life. Say, I won't do it. Um, like oh, that sort yeah, of yeah. thing. I like bet you. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Like, sorry. Like that's like one of the lyrics in the song, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's fake. Maybe it's not, or, you know, like it, it could be a thing that's, you know, totally fiction that they just made up for the context of the song. My point is if you want to write a song about someone that cheated on you, mm-hmm. there's, there's many ways to go about it. Right. I think that the way that they did it, it's not even that the whole song is like that. Cause most of the song isn't, you know, like most of the song isn't bad at all. Like the part where he's talking about watching porn on his iPhone is like super, it's like super transparent and funny to the point of like, yo, like that's so real. Right. Um, and so I don't think that that's, um, that's like bad. It's just some of the parts specifically, I think are, are lowbrow or right. just, you know, using terms that you don't have to use sure. um, to get your point across, especially as an artist, like you, I don't know. I feel like people look up to you and set you as a higher or at a higher standard than other people. Um, and so the examples that you set from there kind of trickle down. Um, so using horror and like that sort of stuff, I mean, broke bitches, whatever, like that's, it's just a goofy phrasing, like, you know, um, and he, but I think like he figuratively calls the girl a bitch. I don't know. It's just either way, like the specific phrasing that was used in that song, I feel like kind of perpetuates this like bad idea and like malicious intent that like, you cheated on me. So like, you know, I'm going to get you back. Or like, right. you're sure you're like, literally the only thing that I think of is with like, your secrets aren't safe with me anymore is like those, um, anonymous, like, uh, you know, like nude 
stuff oh, like where yeah, yeah. like dudes from bands would like post these girls pics that like send them pictures Which and stuff awful. like that's yeah literally yeah that's like all i think about when i hear that song is like your gotcha. secrets aren't safe with me anymore like i'm gonna post your pictures online and in in my in my head i'm like god that sucks yes no no <laughs> but it's like awful again it, it's a catchy song and it's like i'm sure they didn't mean it like that um and it's just that you can easily make that type of music about those types of things and I know that you're a humongous fan of water parks in Austin, Knight. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm so glad you um, read my Twitter. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, they're they're as bubblegum pop punk as it comes, yeah. and they're I, while I'm not a huge fan of them, mm-hmm. they have some songs on their record that you know Austin's writing about heartbreak, and it's it's honestly like super poetic and it's really good because um, the dude's a lyricist. But yeah long long story short i feel like the phrases that he used just didn't need to be used sure and so i think that it's not like oh i think you should be censored or blah 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 blah. and like if you want to play that song play that song it's just in my opinion it looks bad uh, for you right you know right. what i mean like like i think it's better for the band and they're way bigger than we are no shit but like you know in my opinion i think it's better better for them if they don't do it i think that's what these people are trying to say like I think one of the bigger things was with the dude from real friends. Um, yeah. When this first started, he was like, yo, you know, I don't think that this is like something that you guys should play or something that you should say in a song. Um, and I, he wasn't saying it like, don't play the song at all. It's just like, I think it's better if you don't say those words. I don't know. Like I, something about just like guys saying the word whore in a song mm-hmm. just like makes me cringe. Cause like you have this huge platform and you're going to use it to, you know like say these things like there's there's a local band that just put out a song and like a local band in our area uh-huh. they just put out a song and they hadn't put out a song in a, a long time and i listened to it and they said horror in their chorus and i was oh. like or they said like horror slut and i was like i literally don't even <laughs> care about this anymore gotcha. and it's it's a bummer i don't know i mean again i feel like as a musician an artist whatever like you have so many other words at your fingertips True. to use um and like that's that's the thing like even even talking about brand new you know um i'm not a huge brand new fan and i can't like quote any of their lyrics but like you know i remember you said something about like he says that she wishes that she crashes her car and dies and it's like yeah like that could be like a truthful thing that he wishes but it's not like he's not like perpetuating that common thing you know what i mean like yeah i see that i see a little bit look what you said is completely right I totally get everything. I just you talked said. for like 15 minutes, so I apologize. <laughs> no, no, never apologize for talking on this show for sure. Uh, look, this is why people tune in is to hear the guest, not me. Like, <laughs> I really liked what you said. I totally agree with it. I guess our perception is a little different, I guess. Or the way that we look at things in a certain context is different because the <laughs> way I looked at the song was that the song itself was the secrets. So, Telling everyone that this is a girl that cheated on me. Telling mm-hmm. everyone that I was buying things for her while she was cheating on me. Those were the secrets. To me, I never thought there was going to be a secrets part two where he tells her name and, you know, or like the thing you said about what do you call like revenge websites or whatever? Yeah, those are fucking exactly. horrible. I, they're disgusting. But my mind never went there. So I never right. thought that that was a thing that this song meant to, you know, portray. And the thing that I've seen, you know, besides the guy from Real Friends and, you know, I saw Sleep On It mention something about it, there are lots of other bands 
that mm-hmm. had made comments as well. I guess what I got concerned about was I saw a lot of backlash that said that this type of song and this song in particular perpetrates or I forget what the right word is. It makes men treat women badly and or it actually perpetuates violence against women. Yeah, and, I don't know. I wouldn't say like violence against women, but I think, you know, if if you want to erase a word, you don't say that word anymore, um, sure. like that sort of thing. So I think that, again, again, by, you know, with my idea of like, I feel like these people or these bands are put on a higher, you know, um, like pedestal than anyone else um, or other people, at least, especially like, especially because this band is in the pop punk genre yeah. or like in that sort of genre, you know, where where everyone's about positivity and like this is where that type of front porch step shit happens like yeah. you're trying to stray away from that and then you have a band that I, I just feel like they're it's like immature and i don't i don't want that to be like a negative connotation towards the band it's just like you know using the word whore because you're mad at a girl is immature i feel like yeah sure it, it totally might be good. venting and and like maybe like <laughs> you know the only reason that you say something like that, you know, the only like defendable way to say something like that is if you're caught up in the moment, like literally something bad just happens to you and you respond, but you're talking about a song that they prepared for a long time. And the fact that they still are feeling that way and they're using that word. So I think that's what it's perpetuating is the use of, of like calling a girl a whore because you don't like her because she wrongs you. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's where, you know, uh, again, our bands are on completely different levels but like my entire ep was written and more was written because of some stuff that happened to me and i i didn't you know recall or didn't um not recall but didn't uh you know go to name calling sure or or using anything like that you know i tried to write prose and and poetry and that sort of stuff about it to to vent um so i think i think that's it i think that all that people are saying is just like they're tiptoeing around using words that you shouldn't use or at least being immature about it. And like, everyone's trying to like help them and say like, listen guys, like, you know, this is making your band seem immature. It's making your band seem whatever. Yeah. I guess, you know, all press is good press, but yeah, if you're, I mean, I get it. You're trying to, you know, up the game. Basically you're trying to, you know, evolve pop punk a little bit more. It's just when I see some of that stuff, like a question to you, do you listen to, Mayday Parade or Panic at the Disco, you know, I could start naming tons of bands in the scene that have said whore mm-hmm. multiple times in their songs. Like when that Mayday Parade song comes on, do you turn it? Like, is it something that that word? I don't is, know. You know, I what don't I mean? know that song specifically. Okay. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from for sure. It's like you know, Panic says that, and I write sins, and that's their that's their biggest song ever. Um, that's that's like the weirdest context for panic at least true because like i don't really know how that fits and i'm sure just like you know with Haley williams how she feels about misery business yeah um right. i'm sure brendan probably feels the same way about i write sins um but yeah i mean you know there's asking alexandria one of the breakdowns is he's stupid fucking whore or something right. like that and it's like listening to that now you know at 24 as opposed to at 17 or 15 whenever that song came out it's like cringy you right. know what i mean um so I feel like that's maybe how people are going to feel about this song now, 
what i wish would have happened mm-hmm. is that and because like one of the big things is like yo this is one of our biggest songs like i think it's their most popular song on spotify second they're like we want to play this song like it's acoustic and it's easy for us to play and people want to hear it like they come out asking for us to hear it mm-hmm. and and we want to play it and so and like whatever happened with warped i don't, I don't even know what happened that's not a big deal but you know, they they're like, we want to play this song and we're not going to not play this song just because some people have issues with it, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like what would be what would be super cool is if they changed like a couple of the phrasings that they thought were, you know, like people had issues with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Which and then you're like, oh, you know, what are you censoring your own song and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But I just feel like it's that's like a better approach. Like if they looked at it and they're like, all right, you know, I totally understand why you think of it that way. It's they it's not like they can be that attached to those song lyrics. True. Like, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. Unless, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's similar. You know, I just spoke with a band who was talking about their songs being their babies and, <laughs> you know, and they were saying that multiple times and I believe it. I mean, I think it's the same for you. It's why, you know, I wouldn't expect when I hear a desire song to hear the word whore. I just don't right. with the type of music that you sing. I don't expect to hear that. Now, right. with a band like, you know, with Makeout, now, if they had changed it, let's say, let's say they changed it to you fucking bore. So, yeah, you know what I mean? They just take whore out. Mm-hmm. They call her a bore. Does the, I guess, the animosity or the venom in the song, does it still have that kind of effect that people are saying it does? I guess that's the I, question. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that. So, yeah, I mean, well, because like I said before, I mean, I think it's multifaceted for why I feel like this song is like lyrically isn't great um, just in terms of what they're talking about. But I I honestly think it would. And I think I think looking at that band, like if they said, uh, you know, from here on out, whenever we play that song, like we're we're not going to use the word whore anymore. We're going to replace it. We're going to change the lines or whatever, because we've grown from that. And we we understand why it can be seen as a negative thing. So, like, let's say they said that as a as a viewer and and someone who's like you know a little bit older than probably their main demographic i'd be like yo that's super respectable and i honestly think that people in the industry the bands that they would actually hear from because they're not going to know my opinion um the bands that they actually would hear from like let's say the real friends dude heard that they were changing their lyrics or played with them or whatever yeah he probably would feel because he seems like a genuine dude you know awesome like thank you guys for making like taking that step and understanding that that kind of you know is going to help change how people feel about your song um again you know it's not like they have to do it it's just like when i play a show and there's little kids at the show i don't swear on stage like if i am playing a show and there's no kids there, like in between songs like i might swear because that's how i talk naturally sometimes sure. but yeah, if yeah. i notice little kids are there i'm going to change it up so that's that sort of thing is like yeah maybe they love this song and they wrote it and it says whore in it but if they realize that it's going to benefit them to not say it or to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe that's what's best. Um, is yeah. there anything? It's just a song. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> no and, I, it's not even as much about that. More the conversation, you know, about yeah. words in general. My question to you then would be, so yeah, let's say, you know, that word is changed or whatever. And it's not necessarily a censorship, but you just mentioned you kind of censor yourself. Is there mm-hmm. something to, to be said about, people not taking words as actions you know what i mean like we live in a society right now that is very word-based 
It's not yeah. about who's punching someone in the face. It's about, yeah. oh, no, you said something that hurts my feelings. So yeah. is, isn't there something about people having a little thicker skin and just knowing that you don't have to listen to a band that says something like that, that it's not this end of the world type thing? So, so kind of, kind of a loaded question. I want to piece it apart. Oh, of course. Um, I That's what think I do. That, <laughs> I think that you have to look at it instance by instance because we're, you know, as as big as this seems in the grand scheme of, of like the pop punk scene, let's just say it's pop punk. That's yeah. kind of what they are. Sure. You know, we're talking about them using the word whore in a song and then you flip on any hip hop radio station that's uncensored and it's immediately, you know, make out doesn't even matter like right, right. because of the shit that they're saying. So sure. I think you have to take it context by context. Um, I think that in terms of having thick skin and, and not being as affected by it, you know, I I might not be because I'm older and I've heard, you know, songs that say way worse. And I understand that that might not be what they're trying to portray. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, a a 13 year old girl that's hearing that song who's been called a whore before might not really enjoy that song. And she doesn't have the option of being thick skinned because she's 13 Um, or a 16, 17 year old guy listens to that song and he just got out of a rough breakup from a girl that cheated on him. And then the next day he's going to go, you know, tweeting, calling his ex-girlfriend a whore on Twitter. Um, that's the sort of stuff that I feel like it, it perpetuates sure. and like sets a bad example for. Because again, you know, it's not, yeah, we should have thick skin about some stuff and, and not be super PC about everything. I think that if you're, I think that this is a, a good example of something that could be easily changed and that, and that doesn't need to be like, have a big deal made out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, certain people shouldn't say certain things because they set an example for other people. Um, you know, it's it's one thing if a, you know, garbage man says, fuck you. It's a different thing if Donald Trump says it because he should be setting an example for other people. Um, you know, he's someone that people, unfortunately, look up to. Um, <laughs> and, you know, whether that he's just one example of, like, right. you know, of, of the issue that we're talking about. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing is you, you like to see good examples, um, of being a good person in music. That's why I think it's kind of fantastic. The, this sort of large scene that you have, because whether or not you like the bands, you know, the, the bigger bands in the pop punk scene right now, like all time low state champs, Mayday um, parade, made a yeah. parade, real friends sleeping. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're good guys. Like you look at them and there's like not a lot of shit going on. Like they don't cheat on their wives as much as you know and you know like you know this stuff isn't happening so they're all setting good examples and like that's why i think people are you know rightfully outraged by the like as i lay dying stuff you know what i mean they're like you and that's that's a whole nother thing but i just think that you're you're in this big band you're signed to rise you put out songs that younger kids listen to it's not i don't really think that they have like 20 year olds plus listening to them it's younger kids because they're that type of, you know, pop punk five seconds of summer music. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like they should know, like, this is my demographic. I need to not make music that perpetuates this idea. Well, is, um, there, is there anything yeah. to say about, and that's well said as well, but is there anything to say about either just not listening and or having the rating system that we have already for music? Now, I don't know for sure if they have a parental advisory and look oh, kids like can get, like that yeah like thing? kids can get everything for sure yeah but 
you look on Spotify, you look on Apple Music, there is an explicit. I mean, on this show, for any show I put out, I -hmm. basically have the explicit on the podcast because it's not the way I look at it is it's not my job to police what other people listen to. You know, I put a warning before the show when it's not the interview show, when it's just Ian hates music. There's a warning there saying that we curse. We're going to say things that are going to piss people off. That's just the way it is. So doesn't that apply to artists? And I think this is where I was going on Twitter. Twitter is always very difficult to have a conversation, (laughs) obviously. But that's where I was going with the whole movie thing. Because you never see people get in trouble for portraying, let's say, a pedophile in a movie. You don't go, wow, that's teaching, you know, or not teaching maybe because not a choice, I don't think, anyways, to be a pedophile. I have no idea. (laughs) But it's something where technically a kid can watch and go like, oh, well, maybe I'm attracted to, you know, or adults saying, oh, well, maybe I'm actually attracted to kids, that kind of thing. Because I I saw that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like The Woodsman or something like that. It's it's one of those things where I guess I apply the same thing to music because there is explicit warnings. There are that kind of stuff. Plus, like you said, it's not really your demographic. So if you're not listening to it, you can change it the same any other way. Like you were talking about that thirteen year, you know, that fictional thirteen year old girl. If she <laughs> hears the song, she just doesn't have to listen to them anymore. That's the way I kind of look at it. Is it's that it's their art, and why are they subject? to you know the feelings of other people i mean wasn't that i mean wasn't that the punk movement i mean they're pop punk but the whole thing was you know fuck everyone we're going to sing about what we want we're going to be anti-establishment blah blah and obviously i'm generalizing on this a little bit yeah but for sure yeah i just i i totally get what you're saying i just wonder if you see that side of the argument as well i do and i think it would be different if it was about a different thing if okay it's, you know, um, and again, it's so, so I think the movie thing is a little bit weird just because, you know, if there was a movie, if a movie came out and the entire movie was about how, about how if a woman cheats on you, you're a whore and, or if a woman cheats on you, she's a whore. Well, and the entire time the, the lead actor is, is saying that message, you know, through, through the movie, that's the message sure. it's conveying. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie ends with that being the message. No, okay. I don't think anyone would watch it. Well, I don't know. I mean, people watch. I mean, we'll probably talk about movies a little bit. People watch a lot of shitty movies. Right. So, okay, for sure. You know uh, what I mean? So, so that's like, isn't that I'm any rom-com, though? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I think <laughs> I think the main thing is that, the well, that's not like the overarching theme. You know what I mean? Like the, rom, the rom-com theme is you're going to find love no matter what. And it's not like the girl that cheated on you is a whore. Like that's right. not like the ending theme that you're left with. True. Um, and so I think, I think with a movie, you know, the people that you see in the movie that are saying the things that like, let's say someone said the exact lines that make out said in their song in a movie, that's the villain. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the person in the movie that the movie is telling you this is wrong. And it would be one thing if, the song itself had a counterpoint like they were going back and forth between how they felt and like which like they they almost do they that almost like they literally yeah. they literally almost recover completely from everything they said in the song exactly. and then he goes fuck it <laughs> and and as a as a listener i go no, no. Oh, but so close <laughs> you could have saved yourself but right. um 
yeah, I think that's the difference with movies is all those people are portrayed as villains. Like they're the movie is saying this is wrong. Um, well, and in the song, they don't. So, you know I what, by the that, way, before you, sorry, I have to say, no, this you're because I forget. So, you know what movie I was just thinking about and probably no one thinks about that movie ever, but mm-hmm. do you remember the movie? What's your number? No, I never, never heard of that. So that movie was starring. Let me this while we're talking. Yeah, yeah. it's starring the girl who was married to Chris Pratt in real life. Anna Ferris. Yeah, right after, right. Wow, why can't I speak? Right after <laughs> she got, you know, allegedly her first, you know, plastic surgery or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Evans is in it, and the whole movie is about how she's a whore or a slut, whatever word you want to call it who's Mm -hmm. had sex with too many men. So based on what stereotypes women, you know, unfortunately have had placed on them, she will never find love because she's had sex with way too many guys and she has to stop having sex with guys and stop being a quote-unquote whore in order to find love. And she ends up almost making that true because the whole movie she goes through and it turns out to be a guy that she's already had sex with that Mm -hmm. she gets together with. So that movie, the whole thing is about not being a quote-unquote whore. And it's a very it's, weird message. Yeah, I think so. But that's the thing, though. Like, are people calling her that in the movie? Like, Yeah, they're she... calling her a slut. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, it was probably directed by a guy. So <laughs> there you go. I thought it was directed by a woman. Look that up. I got to see. Because I, I don't know who it was done by. But that was just a movie that came to mind. I, right. I just think a lot of that time, I completely understand where you're coming from. I just think that there's so many bad movies out there that a lot of them teach us absolutely nothing about life and all that kind of stuff. So I just wasn't oh, yeah. sure. You know what I mean? No, of course. It's just mindless, mindless movies. I completely agree. And what you can say as well is you can say, because look, you know, I met the guys from Make Out and I think they were really nice. And, you know, I'm a fan of their music, not like a huge fan of their Mm -hmm. music but i I like what they're doing so with that track even though i didn't connect with it because i've you know i've never called an ex-girlfriend a whore or anything even though i've had a girl who i was dating text me after she had sex with someone and tell me the whole time she was thinking about me i still didn't call her a whore and i still didn't make a song about it but i've had you know awful things with women happen but for them that's mindless stuff you know what I mean? Like when I look at that track, I go, you know, who cares? That's the way I look at it. But I get what you're saying about their, you know, their demographic and who they're talking to and that they can be role models. I just come from the opinion that I don't think anyone needs to be a role model. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. It's just like you have to have some, you know, like, I guess, I guess at a certain point, like the person could be like, well, I never said that I was going to be, you know, I never told people to look up to me like that sort of thing. But if you, so, so since we were talking about water parks, it's like, you know, if, if I love talking about water parks, yeah. (laughs) If, uh, if Austin said something that was, you know, controversial or whatever, and then he was like, well, I didn't tell people to look up to me or, you know, I'm just, you know, saying things that I believe I'm not, you know, it's not something that everyone else should believe. Mm -hmm. Like he has, billions and trillions of followers and everyone loves him and he his face is on magazine covers and all the stuff and it's It's like everywhere at a a certain point you just gotta understand that what you do affects other people because you are an artist or because you are in the public eye 
in general, like no matter what you do. That band pays a ton of money to be on those magazines. So I'm sure they I, I'm sure I they get do. it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw my jab in there. Had to right. throw it in there. No, I, I totally get that for sure. And I think that's just, you know, that's a difference in opinion on that kind of stuff. By the way, I did want to mention in that lyric in the secret song where it says, mm-hmm. I stayed awake watching porn on my iPhone. It's almost like I don't need you. That to me, that line actually is way more hurtful than anything about being a fucking whore or a bitch. Well, or anything yeah, like and that. that's and that's my point is that's a good like that's one of the best parts of the song. And that, that's right at the beginning, but it's one of the better parts of the song. And that's what I mean is, you know, 85 percent of that song is good and catchy and definitely gets the point across mm-hmm. without resorting to calling the girl a whore. Right. <laughs> and but, it's just like you were you were so close. Um but, but isn't that a little bit but isn't that a, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I just I wanted good, to to make this point. So that line to me because I'm a cynical person and I'm looking at it from, you know, an out, uh, uh, I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective. When I read that mm-hmm. line, that to me is a way more hurtful line than saying fucking whore or bitch. So my my point is not that what's hurtful and what's not hurtful. Okay. My point is more so that it's derogatory is not the right word, Mm -hmm. but it's a word that people don't need to use. You know, if you if you are talking to someone that cheated on you and you tell them like, oh, my God, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you say these things that, you know, hurt their feelings that they deserve because they cheated on you. Mm -hmm. That's one thing like. You know, I, again, you know, I wrote things in, in my music and my ex that I'm like now friends with, um, list has listened to all the songs that I wrote about her. Right. Um, and she, you know, she like heard Ochre and Mauve is one of the like most kind of on the nose, on the nose songs that I wrote about it. Right. Um, and she was like, yeah, I listened to that. And like, I, I felt it like I, you know, I was kind of hurt and I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm not <laughs> sorry about it. Like, I'm not right. sorry that you were hurt. But that's the thing, like, it's not, it's not about hurting one person. It's about saying something that's going to affect a large amount of people. Right. Um, because right. if, if the person that cheated on the dude from Secrets hears Secrets mm-hmm. and, or the dude from Makeout hears Secrets and is upset about it or is hurt by it, like, that's what the song's for. You know what I mean? Like, it's for, it's for him to know that he got his closure. Right, right, right. That and sense. and but it, it also sucks that he's calling her a whore like he still shouldn't call her a whore well <laughs> if, i guess if if it's directed at the one person that's i guess where we'll definitely disagree on because i guess i look at it so differently because we we kind of mentioned it on there besides the brand new thing if you think from first to last right think about mm. the song ride the wings of pestilence that whole entire song is about taking a woman who, you know, either you were in a relationship or you had affection for or you were just enamored with, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. That person is such a bitch. I think I don't know if they even use that, but that's the context of the song that they will kill that person, put her in a wall and then wear her skin and her friends will like that person more as you're you know, what I mean, like it's obviously it's sarcastic. And, right. you know, that's that's the whole point of a lot of their tracks is to be very sarcastic. But wouldn't that be more detrimental to somebody than saying those specific words? I guess that's what I'm getting at is 
I I think that it becomes the point where whore is is much more common to hear right. than that I'm gonna um, kill you and wear your skin. And it's and it's <laughs> kind of I feel like to equate it to something, it's kind of like the difference between a game that you know you play a school shooter or Call of Duty or Fortnite. Okay. Um, you know, a a 13, 16 year old kid is going to go to school where more and more, unfortunately, there are, you know, school shootings and that sort of thing, or mm-hmm. kids bringing guns to school, whereas he's not going to be, you know, jumping down on the Tilted Towers tomorrow. Um, so I think I think that's kind of where that point of view gets skewed um, in terms of a song that's that's like definitely like and and I'm not saying that it's great and like content that I want my six year old nephew to listen to or anything like that. Right. But, you know, um, Whitechapel wrote, you know, their whole first EP about like shit that happened to Whitechapel and Jack the Ripper and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's gruesome and it's degrading to, to women or, you know, degrading to the women that they wrote it about. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fake. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that the point about makeout is that it's so real or so uh, close to being real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you hear these words every day and it's while this is nowhere close to the same discussion, it's, it reminds me of the discussion, you know, using the N word in hip hop. It's, sure. it's, you know, that word is degrading. That word is something that we use every day. And so we should try to keep it out of music, that sort of thing. And that's a completely different discussion. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I get it. I guess that's just, we're coming from it from you know a couple different perspectives, and yeah, that's and why that's, I like it's, having this it's talk. Super you know? multifaceted. Oh yeah, it's not. I I wish there was like an easy thing, and that's why you know from my point of view, the best way to go about it is like the the way that I think of it is like you know I think that their band would benefit from changing things a little bit if they don't want to change things. You know that's that's on them. Um, I think that it would definitely. I don't want to say help their band, but I think that it would be like a cool goodwill sort of thing to do um, to like change up a lyric. And if right. not, you know, I'm not affected by it. But well, no, no, yeah, no, I completely understand that. And yeah, I guess the question for them would be, you know, do you lose your original fans? You know, the fans that have been standing with you, the fans that have been saying, hey, I love that song. That song speaks to me because this happened to me. And I'm so glad I have a, you know, a song that vents you know, that right. I, that I enjoy. And then the bands that have also stuck with them, they're like, you should never change your art. You know what I mean? You should never censor. That's what they have to think about is right. which one benefits them the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's uh look, I'm sure we could go on and on. about that, <laughs> exactly. But I totally get your point. I hope that you see a little bit from where I'm coming from as well, because I think that's, I mean, that is the point of having an actual debate is hearing both sides and understanding where the other person's coming from. Yeah, and that's, you know, the one of the reasons my my thoughts kind of not changed, but I kind of gathered more thoughts as I had a conversation with one of my friends while we were driving the other day, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, kind of picking his brain about it. And I literally played the song for him, and I was like, what do you think? And then we chatted about it. Oh, and it, it, it changed, I won't say changed my mind, but it, you know, got me thinking about a couple of other points. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's obviously super important. And I, I think in this large spectrum of things, you know, that song might not be as groundbreakingly offensive as it might seem to some people. Um, but I think that it's, you know, a stepping stone in, in terms of things that could change. Sure. Nope. That totally makes sense to me. So 
let me let me ask because we've been talking for a while, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. <laughs> but I yep. know I know that you know you're a really big movie fan, and Huge. you see a yep. lot of movies. So I don't know. Do we agree? Like, are you a Star Wars fan still? Do you like the Jurassic Park movies? Are you that kind of person? Because I know you uh, see a lot of movies. Yes, I see a ton. Um, R.I.P. and shout out to Movie Pass at the same time. Um, yeah, I hate them. I, so mad at them. I I am a so I'm a fan of movies. Um, I like blockbusters, but I also like indie films. Um, yeah. I'm not. I I don't really latch on to the fandoms. I could say. Um, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World are are good movies. I think the new one was kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, big fan of the new Star Wars movies. I wasn't a really? fan of Star Wars growing up. Um, I just wasn't raised with it. I guess yeah. I shouldn't say I wasn't a fan of it. Same with me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wasn't, I wasn't like huge on it growing up, but then I watched the new movies and I was like, yo, you know, these are dope. I love JJ Abrams. I love Ryan Johnson. So to watch them, you know, have them, uh, take these stories that, you know, people had already had and, and change them and, or not change them, but add on to them. Um, I think is super cool. Um, and I, I think as directors, they're, they're top notch, like, you know, crime de la crime for directors, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's the star Wars and, and Jurassic world answers. Well, you're, <laughs> you're very different than a lot of store. Yeah. You're very different than a lot of star Wars fans that I've talked to because that new movie is very, very polarizing. And most people oh, yeah. haven't even seen solo because they were so mad at the last Jedi, you know, they didn't even bother and solo didn't, I mean, I'm not going to say it did well. I don't care about the money that things make, but right, the reviews yeah. weren't good for it either. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a well-reviewed movie. No, it definitely wasn't. Um, I mean, I liked Solo. I love Donald Glover, so yeah, me too. I'm, I I'm 100% biased. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually movies that are well-reviewed, I enjoy and movies that aren't. You know, I usually tend to to sit with the, the critic um, sure. eight times out of ten, I should say. But I... I mean, you know, I understand why people dislike these movies with such fervor. Like, you know, they they grew up watching these movies or, you know, Han Solo was their hero growing up. And now some, you know, they're probably in their 40s or whatever. And some some 20 year old whippersnapper is taking a shot <laughs> at, at playing him as a kid and like right. or not as a kid, but as a 20 year old or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I get it. And they're people don't like change and i i get that too you know people see star wars as a certain way and star wars i think is is a like the like lead example because that is one of the most established you know storylines and and franchises ever mm-hmm. right, right to to be then continued and and changed and altered a little bit it's kind of crazy so yeah i think it's it's a it's a whole nother can of worms, but Very true. long story short, I do I do enjoy the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> that is, uh, look, we could do a whole show on that, but we're not going to. You're right, me, exactly. Let me ask you this though. So, tell me because you get to see so many movies, mm-hmm. tell me your favorite indie movie of this year because I heard great things about Eighth Grade, and I really want to see that. But I know you've Eighth- been seeing a lot of different movies. So what? Yeah. What would you recommend? Eighth grade's great. I saw it twice. Um, I actually saw they had a screening before the movie hit wide release um, mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor, in Michigan, where I'm at. Um, they had a screening, and Bo was there, and oh. he did a little Q and A after cool. um, after the movie, and so that was awesome and super insightful. And and he's an actual genius. Yeah, yeah. no, he um, really is. I've seen him live multiple times. Oh, that's I'm I'm very jealous. But he's yeah. So that was great. Um, yeah, eighth grade's really good. Okay. Uh, 
I my favorite movie of the year is called Thoroughbreds. Um, I don't know if I know that one. It's uh, Anton Yelkin who passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it was his last movie. Um, okay. It's him and the girl, the mean girl from Split, um, Anna Taylor something. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. I, yeah, I can't remember what her name is, but um, and it's it's my like personally my favorite movie of the year. Okay. Um, I think the best movie I've seen, like best in terms of like I think it's a phenomenal movie, is uh, Blind Spotting. I just saw that like right. about a month ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was it. I mean, it wrecked me. It made me think for a week and it was it was great very cool um sorry to bother you it was good too oh okay all right yeah yeah really hey that's a good list of movies for people to listen oh sorry that's a good oh wow that's a good <laughs> <laughs> i can't speak anymore i've been doing this show for oh my I it's been like, a long time <laughs> it's been a really long time oh so that is a good list of movies for people to check out for sure all right steve so i think that's gonna wrap us up for tonight I'm going to make sure that everyone knows that a collection of thoughts, the new desires album is coming out on. We are triumphant. I got it right that time. Yes, there you we, go. <laughs> we are triumphant and it's coming out this Friday. Obviously, you know, people will hear this when the album is already out. So we'll make mm-hmm. sure to share everything around. I'll have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can pick it up. You know, all the streaming services, everything else. But right now, how is the best way for people to support you? Uh, best way to support us is to tell people about us. Um, I was just telling people we don't make that much from buying our merch online. Okay. But if you're not in Michigan, you can't get our merch. So buy our merch online, post a picture of yourself wearing our merch, and tell people about Desires. That's there we go. That's the only way we can grow. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. So, yes, I will hopefully be able to help out with that for sure. So, Dope. once again, man. This was a lot of fun. I like doing things a little bit different from time to time. So it was great to have, you know, an expanded conversation with you. So as you know, I love your music. I mentioned that multiple times, but (laughs) got to say it again. And I am really looking forward to everyone being able to hear a collection of thoughts. And then, man, you know, you're welcome back on the show anytime. We'll just next time we'll choose a different debate topic and we'll just go off on it. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So it can be Steve and Ian debate things yeah and also hate things debate and hate things see right there i'm gonna go get that (laughs) website we're gonna take care of this well steve beautiful thank you so much for being on the show man much appreciated thanks man
time Bringing a new look to life There's nothing wrong when you know what's right So I've made mistakes and I know it I've bit my tongue way too many times I've made mistakes and I know it But I won't let it ruin my life And I am back. The track you just heard was Learn to Cope off a collection of thoughts. So, what'd you think? Hopefully, you enjoyed something there a little bit different. I love conversations like that, and I don't often get to have them on the show. So, a big thank you to Steve for returning to the show and taking part in that. Make sure you support Steve and Desires with everything they do. How do you do that? You follow the links in the description of the episode, of course. And while you're there, if you liked what you heard, you can follow the other links to support me, Ian Hates. Now, I have to go old school desires to end this one out. We talked about it a little bit on the show. Let's end with the cover of Tear in My Heart by Desires. Thanks to Steve and Desires once again. Much appreciated. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Sometimes you gotta bleed to know that you're alive and have a soul.
You fell asleep in my car, I drove the whole time But that's okay, I'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine I'm driving here, I sit, cursing my government For not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement You fell asleep in my car, I drove the whole time But that's okay, I'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine I'm driving here, I sit, cursing my government Sometimes you gotta bleed to know oh, oh, that you're alive and have a soul. Oh, oh. But it takes someone to come around to show you how she's a terror. With a smile, cut me farther than I've ever been.